everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Kat. And today's episode is going to be talking about spirit guides. We are going to go into our own personal kind of experience and journey with accessing our guides, what it kind of means to tune in with your spirit guides, and then end the episode with a guided meditation so that you can meet your own guides. And before we dive in, Kat, we have not had an episode together in a long time. We've been bringing on these incredible guests. I love that me and Kat kind of divvy up the guest episodes because I get to kind of learn from our own podcast, which is always fun. And we've had some really amazing people. So I know I feel the same way. It's so fun to listen to your episodes and just like on walks, just like the familiarity, but also like like the newness. Uh-huh. It's so sweet. I love it. Yeah, we've had some amazing guests. So shout out to our guests. We've had, um, we've learned about tarot, intuitive eating, pregnancy and birth as a portal, astrology in a funny sense, <laughs> sound healing, and lots more this season. So thank you all for being along with us on this journey. <laughs> yeah. And For today's episode, we have kind of done some layers of spirit guide talks throughout the episode, but we wanted to kind of fine tune in on it. So I can share first kind of my personal journey because the idea of spirit guides like scared the shit out of me. And when I was starting my spiritual journey, I like spent the like It took so long to get into the acceptance of like tuning into guides and higher beings and like that scared me. I was so scared of evil because of all of the layers of religion trauma that I had to heal. And so I really tried to tiptoe around it. It kept coming into my path more and more. And I really think probably the biggest catalyst was actually starting to do energy work and Reiki um, training and becoming a Reiki master. So much when you enter into the energy world um, ends up landing you kind of on the other side. You get way closer interactions with your clients, either spirit animals, guides, ancestors, and so much of that came and just realizing that I have so much more control and safety than what I was anticipating. And Yeah, just another layer of this. Um, I can definitely share some personal guide stories, but it's also been kind of wild and I was resistant to it. But it was also a little seed that like working at the nursing home and just being in healthcare since the age of 15, um, now 31. And I've been around a lot of death. And when you are at that like end point of people's lives, They really start to see their family members. They start to have these really like the veil is so thin and they're bouncing between it. And I witnessed some pretty wild stuff at the nursing home too, but also it was all still very scary to me, but it definitely was like, this is a thing happening. Um, I don't know how much I want to lean into it, but I definitely had so many experiences being right there when people passed on and having like pretty crazy visuals, what I heard, felt, sensed. Um, 
So yeah, like a little intro for you and we can talk about some of our personal guides too. Yeah, I think for me, Reiki was definitely a catalyst for um, experiencing spirit guides, understanding them. I think in the past I was like, oh, angel numbers, that's cool. But I didn't really understand like what angel numbers were there for. And now I have this better understanding of like, okay, that's like a method of communication for a lot of spirit guides is seeing numbers, um, seeing signs, asking for signs. And it's all in developing that relationship with your guides that you begin to see these things and have a deeper understanding of what they can mean and, and what kind of impact they can have in your life. And really for me, spirit guides, it's all um, it's all encapsulated in this essence of we're not truly alone here. Like we have divine guidance. Um, and when life ends for our ancestors, for really anyone that that's not just the end, that's not the end of giving support. We're always in receiving mode. Um, when, when we want to be, when we have (laughs) our, our walls down and, um, would like to be receiving. And so, yeah, for, for me, ancestors have been like that, that most, direct way and my first initial understanding of my guides Mm, yeah and you got that powerful ancestral lineage too yeah behind in the family yeah I think for me this has definitely evolved and um shape shift over time but I really believe that you'll have some guides that are here for most of your lifetime and then there's definitely guides that'll come in just for certain things that you're working and moving through and in Reiki even I will ask for a specialist to come through for certain things that I'm feeling and sensing for people at times and that's been really powerful to explore as well I also so see like we've talked soul contracts and soul family and I do think there's been such a beauty to the people I've attracted as being kind of like a guide here on earth even at times but as far as like zooming out and tuning in I definitely have had clear names come through at times and I'll just do a check-in kind of periodically like I like to use my pendulum as kind of my main resource of asking do I have five or more guides personally working with me? Yes or no. And then just like work my way down and find that sweet spot and then spend time. Can one guide step forward and just meditating on what it feels like in my body when I am like asking for certain guides to come through? And as I shared in the podcast, Kat is way more kind of clairvoyant and often see stuff. For me, it's always really clear feeling and sensing. So I have to kind of navigate this energetic blueprint of like what the guide is feeling like and then what those feelings kind of in me like mean for me and what they like yeah have been showing me or how it's coming up or when I'm feeling a similar feeling knowing that that's kind of a little message system from the guides that I have and like Kat said like there's just a constant communication system depending on how much you want to tune in or tune out from that but I do think when you tune in you'll realize so much more that you are not alone and that there is so many signals of communication that can be given to you of um, clarity and also just like a deeper sense of trust and knowing, which I think we can way over personalize so much stuff so easily in this layer of having 
that trust and higher guidance kind of dismembers a lot of that kind of ego, um, overly clinging, overly attaching, overly fearing mindset that can come when we're not tuning into that higher guidance. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like like you said, there's so many different ways to to pay attention and to receive this information. And it'll be very dependent for every person and what senses you're more attuned to and what comes to you more naturally. So for you, Jen, it's super interesting because the way um, that I, I understand you decipher between guides mm-hmm. is like how they make you feel in your mm-hmm. body, Yeah. which to me, it's like, that sounds hard. That mm-hmm. sounds like it must be extra complicated. It's crazy. So I'll get like a certain type of tingling across my shoulders or a weight on my shoulders that's like more steady and grounded with some. And I'm like, oh, this one's here to help me embody and feel powerful. Or I'll tune into another one and it'll feel very light and playful and fun and I'm like okay that is the embodiment feeling blueprint of like yeah letting go or being more at ease or more playful or childish and then when that feeling hits me throughout life I'm like oh okay I recognize this because I've carved that out so it's it might sound more complicated it's definitely the communication system that always comes through and I think It's beautiful because I do have to sit down longer and pay more attention, but it's really cool to kind of learn to speak the language. And it's definitely fine-tuned so much more clear through the years of kind of working with my strongest psychic sense. But just to let you know, there's no judgment behind the way it comes in. And for you, Kat, you've had some wild ones too. Yeah, for sure. It's building a relationship. And um, I love that you said that. Like it just gets stronger with time Mm and um, the deeper relationships get with these guides that come and go and experiencing new ones it's all part of the beautiful interwoven story so so yeah for me um it's a different experience I don't get many feels in my body um for me it's it's sight comes first my the clairvoyance and so I will like go into states of meditation and kind of ease into the process and see who I'm met with like I'll see how many kind of figures are either sitting on a bench or coming into a garden or sitting around a fire with me, depending on the style of meditation that I approach each spirit guide connection uh, meditation with. And yeah, I'll kind of like see the outline of figures and that to me will tell me how many I'm working with then um, or how many are coming through at that time. And then from there, I'll kind of focus in on each figure and um, be shown like a vision um, or a name. I'll ask for a name and oftentimes I'll be given a name. Not always, though. It's kind of funny. You kind of receive what they're willing to give and offer at that mm-hmm. time. And they are going to be ready to be questioned by you. Like they're going to be uh, kind of anticipating little tests of like, are you here for my greatest good? And if they're not, like if this if this being coming to you, you know, isn't there to give you um, messages that are there to support your highest good, then, you know, they're not actually a guide. And so there's some different layers of protection that we'll get to in a little bit um, to help decipher like what beings you're coming into contact with when you're mm-hmm. stepping into this spiritual realm. But my first recognition, uh, my earliest like experience with guides was when I was a kid, it was my cat. It was my cat Jen. <laughs> I love it. I've come back around. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's so funny. Like, who would have thought I would name my freaking childhood cat Jennifer? Like, who does that? Foreshadowing. It's You're my so little good. pet. I will You're be my pet. pet. <laughs> Meow. But, I love it so much. I know. So good. Um, but yeah, I was convinced that she was the spirit of my grandmother who passed before I met her, mm. who I'm named after. And she just had this like super gentle, wise energy and like very similar. It was so comfort- comforting and just how I imagined that grandmother to be with everything I learned about her. So I developed this relationship with my cat that was like mm-hmm. like my grandmother. It was sweet and funny and weird and so special. I love that. Yeah, I think for me, one of the, I had a patient that felt like um, so, so special. I worked with her for three years. She was 99 and we were just intuitively really close from the very beginning. And we had these beautiful deep talks. I used to hang out with her on my days off and, um, we got super close. I was there, um, the day she passed away and she asked to speak to just me. And she said, I don't know how this whole system works, but I'm going to figure out how to, um, look over, um, you from the other side and take care of you. And we had this really beautiful goodbye. And she said she'd always come in as a little wiggle, um, is the cutest thing. And so there's been so many little moments of just knowing like her spirit has been being able to oversee so much and, the name Vi has come up in my life in like such cool ways, like along as like a journey. And um, yeah, I found out she's actually buried here in Colorado, which at the time the service and everything was in Florida. I had no idea she was going to be put here and I did not know that moving here. So she has been this guide in this really cool way. And that's been so beautiful. And yeah, I've had, um, really beautiful experiences tuning into the energy world. I've had people's grandparents come forward like ancestors. So it's not always, um, necessarily a guide that's, you know, just like a higher being a higher source of energy. Sometimes it is, um, ancestors, people closest to us. I had someone's grandma come and wrap their hands fully around me. I could feel her hands over mine, her, Um, arms over my arms her head right to my right and then my friend had saw a full vision of her grandma and started crying and it was a very loving and beautiful experience they'll come and assist with reiki so it's very powerful and yeah as kat said i mean if you're getting a very uneasy feeling i definitely met all of this with an uneasy feeling because of my own personal stuff but then realizing i had a lot more control to be able to turn this like on and off and i knew i was actually always very safe um just yeah we'll go through kind of the protocol you have anything else you want to share on personal guide experiences yeah yeah so i think what's also interesting too with all of that um like you mentioned jen uh our spirit guides can come across as ancestors they can come across as light beings they can come across as spirit animals they can these animals so good (laughs) yeah it's fun it's really cool like that nature connection they can come across as archangels ascended masters like there's countless types of um, light beings that can be your spirit guides so I recently did a spirit guide meditation. It's a part of this course that I'm undergoing called the Akashic 
journey. I'm learning how to access my Akashic records and um, build this relationship with the Akashic fields. So it's been really, really fun, really enlightening. Um, when I was doing this meditation recently, the spirit animal that came through for me was a raccoon. <laughs> and this was really funny and weird and like previously I've had not really had any connections with a raccoon and so I was like why is this trash eating feral creature coming through for me what is this supposed to mean it's clearing things out for cat's brain a little little trashy so funny oh my god but I was researching after like what a raccoon spirit guide means and it was actually really powerful so I was like okay <laughs> let me rethink this um just the resilience and the, the levels of courage and braveness they're cute um, they're cute yeah they're they're sweet they're rabid but they're <laughs> which is you know also telling for me <laughs> I love that but yeah just seeing like people um a, a past retreat attendee for us mm -hmm. Camille she has asked when her spirit guides are present to show her an owl and when I was doing Reiki for her back in April at one of the retreats this year um I I didn't know this I didn't know this yet and I saw an owl come through like really clearly a white owl and she mm -hmm. told me after when I was sharing this with her and it was just a really beautiful like tearful moment of oh my god my guides are here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're here. This is the most clear sign I could have asked for. So try it out. You know, if you're looking for signs, ask. Ask your guides to show you things. Um, because if you don't ask, like, how will you receive? How will you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So rem remembering to kind of remove your own judgment. And we have had protection episodes before, but just as little reminder, it's always good to kind of be in a more dropped in state. Obviously, we can feel so much just from our own day, our own life, the world, the people around us. It's good to kind of meet this work with some more um, intention. And when you do build that relationship, yeah, the little subtleties will happen just in the middle of the busyness of life. But to actually start and go from a beginning point of this work, I think it's really important to clear your space, do maybe some body movement first, something to kind of drop you in a little bit deeper. And yeah, you can sit in a meditative state, you can do headphones on, really tune in. There's the tons of visual meditations and then one, the one we're going to have for this episode as well to guide you through just calling in the space. But yeah, I like to always drop in for my layer of protection, kind of picture a dome of protection around me. We always use the rose as kind of a symbol for protection. So you can visualize a rose in front of you, on each side, behind you, above and below. Or yeah, just a little dome and kind of color it in. Just some type of visual of an intention setting of this is my space. I'm calling in what serves me the most and what I am needing to hear and always tune in on what your starting point is. So like I said, if you're not someone that's going to be able to have this information come through as much as visuals and it's going to land more as thoughts or feeling sensations or emotions, it's good to kind of know what your base is because then you can see what adds to the sensations that you're already feeling as you go into that like workspace. 
Yeah, for sure. All such good tips. Um, we know that crystals can be super helpful. Connecting with nature um, in the violet flame is another really, really um, world-renowned, <laughs> world-renowned, I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. term, but like really well-used and known protective force. Um, so just imagine this violet flame around you, surrounding you like a moat, protecting your energy, keeping it to you. And know that if any point in these meditations or really any experience with spirit if you feel unsafe then you know just get out of it you can always come back into your body come back into your room because yeah like if if you remember from a past episode where we were talking with willow the psychic medium there are evil spirits out there there are dark energies and dark forces and it's up to us to just be in our bodies know our baseline know what feels off and when to disengage so just be aware of that take deep breaths be with your breath and it can be empowering just just be like no that's not mine Mm -hmm. and then you just bring it back Mm -hmm. and uh, you release you cut those ties and you can always come back into meditation another time to re-engage yeah I think for me was kind of moving through some of the religion trauma stuff when you know how to ground into your body you are ultimately going to be able to hold so much of your power this isn't some work to be fearful of you can always call things away you can always reset I think the hardest part for ending up in spaces that are heavier is when there's just really no sense of groundedness and you're meeting this work with like very chaotic energy and not really with a a clear-cut intention of I need you know I'm wanting this to come through for my highest good Um, I think always meeting any spiritual work with like clear intention is really important um magic because our words are magic our thoughts are magic and you always want to call in kind of that space just before you start this I always recommend having a journal close by so that you can just write little things and yeah if you want that yes and no you can use that pendulum and you can also use your body as a compass for yes and no we've shared this before too but just ask can you show me what a yes is in my body can you show me what a no is maybe you feel an actual weight shift maybe it comes in as a sensation and then you can go through with each guide like can I have one particular guide at a time step forward can there be guide number one and just take notes on things that come to mind maybe it's memories maybe it's a visual maybe it's a sensation maybe it's a hot or cold a temperature difference just noting anything not really trying to put a lot of thought into it and then let that work just keep simmering and like carve out maybe you know starting off with just doing this work a couple times a week building that blueprint and then yeah I always go back and do periodic check-ins that are deeper and more intentional to know like what's happening for me guide wise if I'm kind of stepping into newness which anytime my life goes into a new chapter I feel like there's usually kind of new work with the guides to kind of be set but it feels very natural because I'm needing that clarity anyway because my life is like a snow globe and get shooken up and then I'm realizing I'm on to the next journey and then (laughs) crave that higher kind of guidance to feel more grounded in it yeah so with that essence do what you need to get grounded right now and in a few moments we will just get set up for meditation awesome thank you (laughs)
right, my friends. Well, wherever you are right now, if you're ready to tap in, I invite you to find a comfortable seat. We'll start with just a couple deep breaths to really transition from our talking mode, our listening mode, into our meditative space. So together, let's take a deep breath in.
becomes clear to you that they're here for you. So check in with yourself now. Do you feel safe? Do you wish to connect with this or these beings? If not, the answer is no. Simply pause this meditation and come back to it another day when you feel more ready. If you feel a yes in your body and your spirit, you'll nod to grant your permission now and continue walking closer towards the bench. to take. 
of these questions can be asked of your spirit guide. Simply ask your question and be with their response now. Stretch in your body, and when you're ready, 
you can open your eyes back up. Take back in your surroundings. And simply journal on your experience. Maybe you consult the web, consult a friend, consult your inner thoughts and know that you are so divinely supported, not only by your spirit team, but also by yourself and your community. Thank y'all so much. We hope you enjoyed this meditation and we'd love to hear what came up for you. So you can find us on Instagram at Awaken Together Podcast. You can shoot Jen and I a message there. It goes directly to us. Um, otherwise, please follow, like, rate, review this podcast. We so appreciate your support and we'll see you all again a little bit closer to the new year for our final episode of 2023. Thank you.